Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way or ascending on their spiritual path. Things are changing from a third or fourth dimensional world to something different. We're expanding our world from duality to a world where we are all one, and we're interested in new ways to create peace within ourselves and with others. Ascension means different things to different folks, but there are similar stories, and more energy is available to us to raise our vibration. We've noticed that we can connect with spirit faster, move energy around quicker, and time is speeding up. The way we use words is changing, carrying new vibrations, and the way we interpret events is expanding. We're letting go of old ways of thinking and beliefs that do not serve us anymore, and we're asking different questions of ourselves and our world. For you mediums out there, look for the call to service in a new way, with the other side ready to collaborate. This can take the form of music, art, or some sort of design or public expression, even a radio show. So let's ride the waves of our new ascension, psychic, or spiritual spaces together and share our stories. So, all right. So joining me in the studio today is Mark McGee and Nicole Sutton, founding members of the band Love Planet. Love Planet's fresh, original sound blends rock, pop, and jam styles. Singer-songwriter, guitarist Nicole Sutton and Mark McGee, formerly with Greg Ullman, create memorable and meaningful songs filled with lush vocals and soulful guitars. Longtime bassist Tommy Sisko and drummer Scott McKenzie connect the musical circle with sheer power and groove. Appealing to people of all musical tastes, their songs illuminate with global potential and mass appeal. They have four studio releases, Love Planet, State of Mind, Lucky One, and Levolution. So they've been really busy, and their loyal fan base and reputation as a world-class arena-ready rock band continue to grow. They've been featured on Northern California radio stations such as 107.7 The Bone, 97.7 The River, 95.9 The Crush, and KSRO 1350. Love Planet was also the Critics' Choice and nominated for a Norby North Bay Music Award by Sonoma County's Bohemia Magazine. Love Planet has performed with Boston, Plain White Tees, Third Eye Blind, John Waite, 52s, Eddie Money, and many others. So welcome, Mark McGee and Nicole Sutton. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christy. Thanks for having us. I'm so glad you guys are here. We're surfing the psychic ways today, but that always involves some kind of music. I think you guys are going to be playing live pretty soon. Absolutely. We're gearing up for uh, our next big show, which is uh, quite an event. It's our first time headlining the Hot Monk Tavern in Sebastopol, California. And uh, it's going to be a, a kind of a first electric gig with uh, our reunited drummer, Scott McKenzie, who was absent there for a, a short hiccup, um, and now we're back together, so we're, we're very excited about it. Along with us is Naked Soul and Sarah, Sarah DeForce. Uh-huh. All right. So that's great, and that's in beginning of May. May 4th, Saturday, May 4th. Awesome. You know, I'd love the album Love Evolution, and I'd love to hear about how that happened. Love Evolution. I mean, you know, it's always like your your latest work is your most favorite or your best work, you know, and then, then the next one comes along. Um, but Evolution is definitely um, sort of the culmination of, of everything that we put together um, up until that record. The, the, the three before that are great, and they were, um, in their time, they were, you know, the best. But uh, Love Evolution, I think, is still 
still tops for us, but we were we were working on a lot of new music. So we're, our vision now is kind of focused on the next the next Love Planet release. We feel really fortunate um, often because we have, seem to have this really nice, uh, productive, creative uh, songwriting chemistry going on. You know, Nicole is a fabulous songwriter, and that. Uh, I, I enjoy writing songs as well, and, and the thing about the previous records, it seems like every time we do make a record, that's really a hard thing to do, is pick those 10 or 12 tracks that are going to be on the record, because often there's a lot more tracks left over. Um, so I, I would imagine someday, provided everything goes to according to plan, there will be even some kind of box set. We'll have a lot of unreleased tracks, because we're always writing, and it's very fun that way. So how does the writing come to you guys? It's always different, and I don't know what's going. I mean, we like Mark said, we feel very fortunate where we've we've you know sometimes people get blocks and things like that, and and for us the songs have always just kind of come. I think that's what's um, perpetuated our whole situation is is they just we're always we keep getting inspired to write new music, but right now um, is sort of a. It's a, it's just a flurry of, I'm not sure, if, you know, I think just like all art, um, it reflects the times, and I'm not sure if it's because there's so much going on in the world right now, and, and but right now, it's like the songs are just coming, and like he said, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a tough, a tough pick for this next record. We're almost thinking... If we had the means to to just do a double a double CD for this next one, but the inspirations and and the things that the, the way that we write is always a little bit different. Uh, sometimes one of us will come to the other with just a bare bones idea and we'll finish it together. Other times we'll come to each other with almost finished ideas and then we'll help sort of just put the polish. Um, and you know the inspiration for everything can can be anything from a moment, something that happens in a moment that creates a certain feeling to, um, you know, a story that you heard that um, just makes you want to sort of share it in your own words. So it's always a little bit different. Yeah, sometimes words come first, which I don't think is as often. But, uh, you know, sometimes storylines or, or just lyrical things will come and you have no idea what it's even about. You're just writing it. You're just telling this story and you kind of, choosing your twists and turns along the way. But those are really interesting to me when, when you know, you read the words after writing it and think, well, God, this really doesn't have anything to do with anything I'm going through right now. So it's like what a is channel. this about? You yeah. know, where, yeah. Who is this for, really? And, um, you sometimes know, it, it makes sense years later. <laughs> right? Sometimes, like you said, songs and, and music is often a, a byproduct of the times you're in. And, you know, I think a lot of our songs have a universal message, um, yeah. whether we realize what the message is when it's being penned or not. But the interesting thing is that, um, you know, like she said, sometimes product of the times, times we're in, question is, is it the times we're in? <laughs> like just the four of us, when we're a band, we spend so much time together, there's a lot of things that come up just between us as a family, you know, and conversations. So sometimes lyrical ideas are about the times we're in, you know, like the four of us. But for some random reason, it always seems to just get conveyed in some kind of universal way. And I think that's why we've seen, you know, people with, you know, really young kids and the kids get into the music and, you know, all ages, you know, 7 to 70. So it's been 
yeah, pretty eye opening. Yeah, I I noticed that, and I I just love uh, written in the stars, and I uh, my other favorite is the stone. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. The stone is a is a is a favorite for a lot of people live as well because it can go um, and definitely just take on the whole vibe of the night. Um, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> comes to a certain point when when we play that song. So. Yeah, the stone kind of has a really big mouth. Like, like if we <laughs> if we put that song in exactly the right spot in the night, it actually can just swallow up the whole night. I mean, <laughs> it's almost hard to do anything after we do that song. It is one of those songs where, you know, obviously on the record it's a longer track and we do some jamming and exploring on it. But live we take it to a whole other level, and it's really never the same twice. In some ways. Um, we have a handful of songs that we utilize in that way for live shows so that we always have some moments where we do really, like, psychedelic... Improvisational. Yeah, improvisational jams where we're channeling that ethereal mojo and, you know, the primordial fluid and the cosmos is brewing and everything. <laughs> you know, where we're just in our zone, you know. The four of us have so much fun playing together. It's unlike any group I've ever been in. It's as tight as I can think of how, I've, how it's been between myself and band members of past bands. This is definitely a whole other thing. I mean, just like we're like giddy about it, and we've been doing it for a few years now, so it's really cool. So, how did you guys come together? Well, Mark and I met first. Actually, I mean, Mark has a longer history with Tommy and Scott, um, but he um, asked them to come into the picture after we about two years after we met. No, it was more like. Uh, Five years after we met. Was it really? We Mark was initially we were both working out of the same studio in San Rafael. Um, he was rehearsing there and getting ready for tours with Greg Allman, and he was actually hired um, to come in and lay some tracks on a demo that I was doing. We needed some slide guitar, and um, he was just the perfect person to come in and do it. And through that. Um, we started uh, rehearsing with Joe Satriani's rhythm section at the time, um, and that went on for about eight months of working up material and writing songs, and um, that's initially how we came together. And then when everybody kind of went their separate ways... Um, Due to various scenarios. You know, we, were, we, were, we were brought together by a mutual friend who ran this great rehearsal recording studio place and then uh, it got to a point where some strings fell out of the equation and he lost the, the lease and that right at that time Satriani was going on the road so Stu and Jeff had commitments with him so yeah all of a sudden we were out on the street you know? <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of like well we got all these songs what are we going to do you know was we, we going to keep doing this or is this you know is this, does it end here or you know and we were just like without question moving forward so Fortunately, we, we got into the studio within about a year's time, two years' time, and then uh, Joe and, uh, I mean, uh, Stu and Jeff came in and did the record with us, and uh, after that, it was time to pick an actual touring group, a group that we could call The Unit, perform live with. That's when the Scott and Tommy pass connected with us. So. Um, yeah, and that was interesting because it... it felt to me, and I've said this before, but it felt to me at that time that whoever it was that was going to complete the circle um, was maybe somebody we haven't met yet. It's just because of the way everything seemed like it was just thrown together by 
you know, Happens grand again. design, yeah. you know. So, but in the end, after a lot of aud- painful auditions, we realized, well, maybe we should just reach into our history and see if there's a, a select few that we feel would be a good fit. And so Tommy came to mind and Scott came to mind and ended up working out. And it's been great ever since, pretty much. So. so do you have a favorite band story? Like you guys are on the road and crazy stuff is happening? Well, our, our <laughs> band, especially our drummer, is everybody's very silly. So there's a lot of um, just, there's constant crazy, funny, goofy stories. But I think right now the the best story is just the fact that, you know, a year and a half ago, um, Scott left, He our drummer, and he retired and he wanted to do other things. And, and even though we all thought, thought that was kind of crazy, we wanted to be supportive and and let him do what he needed to do. And he had tried to kind of do this a couple of times, and we promised ourselves the next time we would just kind of let him do it. We weren't going to convince him to, to, come on, man, just stay, you know. And and we did, and everything, you know, everybody did what they needed to do for the last year and a half. But the greatest story right now is that, you know, he uh, started poking his head back around a little bit and, uh, and we played together a couple of times just because our other drummer that had been playing with us couldn't make a show. If we ever uh, had any desire to have him back in the group that he was in, and it's it was just funny. As soon as we we heard that, um, everything else sort of just went out the window, and we knew that that's exactly what we wanted, too. So it's just been a really great reunion. We're all more excited than we've ever been. And the songs that we're writing are, I feel like they're better than they've ever been. And Yeah, you know, and the cool thing is, too, is now as we move forward to our fifth CD, you know, we have the same four people on, on the new record as we do on the last three, and the unit is intact. You know, the thing is, is Scott did achieve a lot in that last year and a half, and we're, and we're proud of happy him for, for him and yeah. proud of him doing that but yeah the way it came back was definitely um grand design again it really felt like it just all happened to us none of us ever thought it would we you could go back we just it just was not even in in any of our thoughts at all i think if it felt Mm -hmm. we were going backwards by having scott come back into the fold then maybe we would have been a little apprehensive but honestly everything's felt better than ever and uh it's kind of like new beginnings you know so could have happened at a better time because, you know, the three of us, Tommy, Nicole, and I, we just kept driving, you know, forward. You know, we moved on with the new drummer. We had a year and a half of productive rehearsals and good gigs, and, you know, that ran its course, and now we're back where we realize we should be, which is with Scott and everybody. So, um, yeah, very exciting and interesting and mysterious because, like I said, <laughs> we all were kind of like, Really? Is a, this really happening? It really was as if the universe just kind of like said, oh, here's an opportunity to do this again, if you'd like. Um, and so instead of res- resisting, everything about it felt, you know, positive and, and healthy. So we moved forward. And, and we were just having a lot of fun working up all this new music. It's been really great. So, um, funny story, Scott. I don't know how funny that is, but you know, <laughs> that's the best story right now. So. Because, you know, I do think that that's happening to a lot of people right now, whatever group they're in, whatever work group they're in. Really? <laughs> no, I, I can see that, you know, where things are sort of, and, and it's funny, you know, 
circles is, is what we keep saying. And, and Mark actually wrote a great new song that we've been working up called Circles. And so there you go, you know, and come back around. Yeah. I think we do have to sort of recharge and regroup and rejuvenate, whatever that is. And when we come back to it, I mean, now that it's 2013, it's it can be a different story. It's part of, I think, that new energy that's on the planet right now where you can just, you can press pause, go do something else, and then pick it up where you left off. But it's a new energy you're bringing to it. I, I agree. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you know, one thing for us, we've always felt that something something really big is brewing, you know, in regards to this musical entity that we have. It's always felt that way. It still feels that way. And, you know, I know that the people who um, have been turned on to our music uh, have shared with us, some of them, you know, the power that it's created in their life, either with helping them through a situation uh, or whatever. And um, so we definitely feel like, you know, there's, there's something that our music can do for the planet and people. Um, you know, I think I think as many good things that are happening, there's a lot of need for, you know, good energy and love and, you know, those kind of vibrations. And, you know, I mean, Nicole, I can just tell you, Nicole's all about that. She, she couldn't not be like that. Um, you know, she's just a very special human that way. And uh-huh. people pick up on that, you know, about her especially. You know, I'm a little more mysterious because most of the time my hair is covering my face. <laughs> Well, you know, you get what you get, and, you know, uh, so it's a good mix. It's a good combination. Something else I wanted to ask about the guitars, and, you know, how did playing guitar sort of come to you guys? Mark, I think, was born with a, a guitar in his band. Um, well, I mean, for the stories that I hear about Mark, you know, because I've talked to a lot of old friends of him, and it's kind of a, of his, and it's kind of a, a running joke that, you know, they all started playing guitar at the same time. How come Mark is so much better than everybody else? I, I tell him all the time, and I've told him since since I met him, you know, if there's ever anybody, you hear about people who are sort of touched, you know, with their instrument or their, their voice or whatever it is their, their gift is. And, I mean, I feel that about, about him, that it's just... Um, the guitar is just an extension of of him and, and who he is. And I know when he talks about it, you know, playing guitar helped him out through, you know, some, a lot of his childhood, you know, different periods and things that he was going through in his life. I mean, it's a pretty common story, you know. I have two older brothers. My parents were having a tough time, and I was a shy kid, so... Didn't have a lot of friends, wasn't very outgoing, but my oldest brother, Kevin, had an acoustic guitar in the house, and, uh, you know, he would catch me with it every now and then. (laughs) And I was making noise, there's no doubt about it, you know. But I think ever since I was young, I remember, like, on family drives being fascinated with whatever was on AM radio, you know. I just remember the the sound of beats and notes and a voice singing was just always kind of magical to me. so I think when I was about 10 or 11 and 12 and started getting into it, it was kind of something that made me feel good and I felt secure with. Um, but then I think it was when I saw a picture of, uh, it was a live kiss photo or something. And I saw, you know, the guy had silver boots and his guitar was on fire and there was smoke <laughs> and the drummer was 30 feet in the air. And it was like literally 
that was a defining moment for me because I already loved music, but that's what made me realize, wow, you can do that too. Like you can play music and then like be a, you know, a comic book superhero. So, you know, that just, that was what made me want to be in a band for sure. And I think even after that, did I know that it was something I was made here, put here to do or something I wanted to do for the rest of my life? I really didn't know that, but um, it still means more. It still means as much as it did then now, if not more. So now I kind of feel like I, I just found my calling really early on, you know, so I feel lucky in that way. Yeah. And for me, you know, the guitar, I always played music, you know, since I was a, a little kid and I went and played several different instruments, but guitar for me is, is a tool to write songs. Um, even when I was, you know, 12 or 13 and when I first started playing guitar, um, for some reason it was just learning chords with that came songs even, even back then. And I didn't even realize at the time that that was, um, that, that, that wasn't necessarily how it works for everybody. <laughs> and I had a, a guitar teacher back at that time who, um, you know, I, I had written a song and he wanted to perform it for a recital or something like that. And uh, I remember now, which, you know, he was probably our age back then when I was, you know, 12. And I remember him asking me, do you have any more songs? You know, <laughs> and and I never really thought much about it until, you know, all this time went on. And, and so for me, it's been it's just been a great tool. All, all the songs pretty much start. um um, an acoustic guitar for me. And now, you know, when I can't get to a guitar, it's weird what's been happening to me lately is um, I, I can just sit there and, and find the melody and write the words down and, and then go back to the guitar maybe a day later and figure it out. So. And then there's those moments where she just storms through the door in a panic, <laughs> and it's like she's got the, oh, my God, where's the pen? Where's my task cam? I need to record this now or the world's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those moments of inspiration, you know, they have a feeling attached to them, yeah. you know, and you start to get to know that there's an inspired moment available by all of a sudden you get this feeling and it's like, okay, where's my guitar? You don't know what it is that's going to come out, but that's, that's, I think what we do. And that's why she was saying earlier, it feels like, um, you know, we're just channeling mm -hmm. somewhere else. And it was, you know, I saw an interview with Tom Petty and he was talking about this. And he said, you know, I thought this was pretty cool. He said, yeah, it's not, it's kind of supernatural. And you don't want to really try to look it directly in the eye. <laughs> you know? Oh, I like that. Because, because then, you know, one, you know, it might bite you. But two, it might, you might, it might be gone forever if you stare it down. It might just disappear. So you just acknowledge that it's there and you let it kind of, you know, give you the information, you know. And he, he said that he never feels like, he really can claim any kind of ownership to most of the songs right. he's written because of right. that same method and how they came. So I, I find a lot of uh, common ground there with that. What about um, creating as a band? Well, that's the cool thing. The cool thing about the, the band, and especially a band that has so much um, history and, and it's very easy to work with, is for us... Um, you know, we can come to the to the to the guys with a song, and they can create their parts. I mean, 
as the songwriter, you can kind of say, oh, I was kind of maybe hearing this or maybe hearing that. Um, but the four of us all are in total agreement that the song is going to tell you what to do and what to play. So um, that's always the approach that, that we take. And um, so I think it's cool because everybody is really listening for what they're supposed to do. And like not necessarily to each other, but, um, you know, listening to the song and, and, and what it wants, how it wants to be heard, you know, how it wants to be written. Many musicians, I think, when they're in a creative atmosphere like that, they get... It's tempting, you know, to, to listen to your ego and hear those thoughts like, oh, God, I could do this in this song, or, man... I'm going to try to play something could, that no one else will be yeah, able to I play. Yeah, I could blow their minds on this solo, you know, and, <laughs> and just, you know, play for yourself and to impress. And, you know, if you're doing that, then you're not playing for the song. And the song, every song moves and feels best at a certain tempo. Every song is sung best in a certain key, depending on the singer. So there's little things like that that are just common knowledge. And if you always let that song or the natural course of things with the song kind of, you know, direct you and you keep your ego out of it, then chances are you've got like a really powerful, you know, combination of what Tommy's playing and what Cole's doing and what I might do. And, you know, I mean, there's moments in some of the new songs where I don't really play much the first verse or so, maybe hit a couple chords and then I drop out. But to me, that's that's what the song needs. It doesn't need anything more than that. So I just, you know, too bad. I got all this space. I could throw in all this stuff. <laughs> but why? It be for me, not for the song. So um, that's really important. I'm so glad you guys are saying this. <laughs> because I do think we're getting back to that again, where the notes are bigger and the instruments are, it's just like another person in the room. Right, right. Space is really important in music, you know, just as much as, as the, the actual, like you said, the notes and the music itself, the space in between allows it to be a lot bigger, you know. Yeah. 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 The silence is deafening thing. <laughs> and I know sometimes if you play a note, the listener doesn't always get the full impact of that note until you play whatever the next note is, you know, and sometimes if you leave the space, then that last few bits that they heard is permeating and resonating in their head, and they're able to really absorb it, plus it allows the listener to find, feel like they have a place within the song, you know, it's like, it's like if you're singing along with the Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, you're probably singing with one of those parts that's already there, but if you use mm-hmm. space once in a while, then person driving their car with the hidden cam who's making you laugh can find their own little harmony to sing, you know? Um, so yeah, all those things are, are definitely things worth considering when you're writing a song, but ultimately you have to let go and let it write itself as much as possible. Yeah. Who also jumps in the circle, I guess, inspiring other musical talents that may not have a physical body right now? <laughs> hmm getting back to the supernatural stuff. You mean artists that are out there that we think write in the same way? Yeah. Or just other artists that inspire you. Wow. Yeah. Long list. Um, well, I got turned on to, when I think of 
sounds of voices and things or songs that have moved me. My drummer turned me on to Carolina Liar and something about that singer's voice and the melodies he writes are really moving to me. I know Nicole and I both love Keen. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely amazing. And been listening to that quite heavily. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the I think it's pretty cool that more and more lately, just just recently lately, um, people are starting to finally just say what they mean rather than sort of um, pretty it up with sort of hidden innuendo. And I mean, I love, I love poetry and I love, um, it's amazing to me when people can sort of um, paint these beautiful words and, and, and create ideas that way. But I'm really enjoying the fact that a lot of these people and, and, and some of the people that Mark um, just named, people are finally just saying it. They're saying mm-hmm. what they mean, and um, it's okay to, you know, sing about love or, or what you want or what you need. And um, I, I, I'm hoping that we're sort of pulling away from a time where that's not cool you know um we we being called love planet um have gotten a lot of slack for our name um which we've always found really interesting uh because people just can't handle that we would be called love planet that we would (laughs) and i it's like we haven't really ever ever been able to understand why that is such a turnoff Oh my gosh, it made so much sense to me. I know, and and to some of us, it, 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 to me too, it makes, it's like, the name was a random name, not really random, but literally band names are really hard to think up, and, and I know it's like cliche and people think it's a joke, but literally that name was given to us by the universe by pulling out two words out of a hat, and we pulled out Everybody was writing a bunch of words on pieces of paper of things that they thought were important, and we pulled out the word love and planet, the words love and planet, and that was our name. And we've gotten so much slack for that name. So it's been, it's been really funny because we've stayed true, and there were many times along the way that um, people had told us and, and that when we were maybe question, having moments of questioning where they were like, you just need to change your name. You know, that's the whole reason that things aren't moving faster. And we were like, really? Like, are you serious? Like, a band can call themselves Porcupine Tree? We can't <laughs> call ourselves Love Planet? So it's almost been like it's made us stronger, um, I think, in who we are and, and what we are about and what we have to say. And I feel like, let's go back to what we started with, that maybe the world is sort of coming back into that direction a little bit. A rock and roll band to have the name Love Planet, it's kind of like saying, you know, yeah, we're a rock and roll band, but, you know, we're not... It doesn't mean we don't have an edge. Right, it doesn't mean we don't have an edge just because we're called Love Planet. And also, you know, rock can be positive, you know. And, you know, I have nothing against Christian bands or Christian artists, but we're not a Christian artist. Just, you know, to state that. But it doesn't mean, you know, that we don't like to feel good. And 
You know, I mean, how many times on a live record have you heard a singer say, you feeling good tonight? I mean, who wants to go to a, hear a music event and not feel good? And that's kind of what, what our whole thing is. And again, it's not something that was predetermined. Even though our name was Love Planet, we never predetermined that our music was going to have a positive side to it. That's just kind of... So we are. It's just a combination of the elements. It's simply all it is. And I always liked the name because I felt that it was going to be a brave stance, you know, because I've met people who maybe didn't get a lot of love when they were young, and so they're not comfortable with the idea of love because maybe they feel shortchanged in that, either from their, their folks or whatever, you know. And I understand and I, I empathize with that, but... You know, we're not role models. We're a rock and roll band. We're just four individuals who really enjoy getting to do what we do. Um, I think the name's cool. I think it's, it's, I'm proud to be involved in something that leans towards the positive. Never going to apologize for that. <laughs> well, I just love you guys. I think your music is just fantastic. And there have been so many times when I have my iPod, you know, blaring, I'm running around the house, and I hear this song, and I'm like, what is that song? Oh, my God, I, I, how did that song get on my iPod? And then I go and look, and it's you guys. Uh, and that has happened so many times, and the songs sound different. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, like, suddenly the, the stone just went on for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's nine minutes, because I've looked, and I've checked, and, and it's like, oh, my God, what song is this? I've never heard this before. It's fantastic. And I go and check, and it's like, oh, it's Love Planet again. So you guys have done something. You've infused the music with something. And, um, you know, I have played uh, your songs before on Align Radio. And so we'll give uh, listeners out there a little taste of uh, Levolution. But I just want to say thank you so much for surfing the psychic waves with us today. Thank you so much for having us. So tell me about the website. Website Love. loveplanet.net, and that's L-U-V planet.net. And on there you can find links to our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all those pages. You can buy our hard copy CDs or merch. You can read about the band, links to free downloads, um, links to the iTunes store, and many other things. It's full of surprises. And you know, come, come to the shows. Come to the live shows. That's the most important thing I think that, that everyone can do is... Uh, if, if we're in your town, come out. If we're not in your town, then send somebody who you know in that town out to a show so that we can, you know, keep, keep the music out there and, and keep the live music experience happening. Yeah, that's where it all happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't let anybody fool you. That's, that's definitely where it all happens. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.